that's no moon. Hello there, and welcome to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast, episode 27. This week, it's a good week to be the underdog. I'm Cockles, I'm your host, and I'm fresh from a happy weekend uh, playing some games uh, at Tabletop Republic, where our own Tom Smith was hosting an event. Uh, Join with me today are just the regular two, because uh, Tom is working in a, uh, the Snow Dome, because apparently that's cool. Not quite sure. I've never... I've, I, like. I've, I've just no idea. Uh, first up, let's introduce the man uh, with uh, the breed, the breeding dog, uh, Andrew. I don't need dogs, Terrell. How you doing? Barking good, man. Barking good. Barking good. How is the little critter? Yeah, uh, she got weighed yesterday. She's uh, twenty-seven kilos. She is a bag of spuds. Almost at uh, eating weight. Isn't it? Uh, I think that she's like past one meal at this point. Like it's definitely uh, you got to kind of spread that out over a day banquet kind of portion say, at the moment. I'm just are, cheeky banquet. Are you, <laughs> are you like fattening her up, ready for like the terrible Thanksgiving? Because like obviously Thanksgiving is America yeah. uh, this week, so that so you fatten her up. But we, but, but, but we don't care about that. Why not? No. But I, I, we don't care about it. But I will just say, have a happy Turkey Day to those of you who eat turkeys. And if you're Canadian, well, enjoy it when it. I don't know happy, when it was. It was happy Putin. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other voice you can hear is the man, the myth, uh, the, the man who left the Tabletop Republic venue slightly earlier than expected, uh, and somewhat uh, quickly. I left uh, at the same time as you. No, you didn't. You left a lot. You left like before everyone else, and everyone like, noticed. Like Every, three minutes before no, you left. It was more. It was everyone noticed and went, "Where's Ollie? Where, where's he gone?" No, and they didn't. There's like a. It's like really? a shadow and a wisp of wind just gone away. Uh, Ollie Dyer, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. You? Not bad. Not bad. How was your weekend? It was all right. Good, good. It was, to be fair, I, I just now. We'll come on to that later, but it was a good weekend in general, really, to be fair. It was nice to catch up and see you guys and Tom and that, anyway. Yeah, great great weekend. There was a small ginger man blessed by the, the magic leprechaun on his dice, but I'm sure we will go into that later. Harrison Berkey did have a good game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ginger. I think he, I'm pretty sure he is. No, mate, you were the only one representing that. Uh, no, there are others. We just we hide it well because <laughs> it's just it's what we do. Um, but first, where would we be without saying a wonderful thank you to our Patreon supporters? Uh, of recent new member, Stu Cox. Thank you much for your support. Um, your link to the Discord will be coming soon. You can discuss all the wonderful things that we talk about and put ideas out and find out how much Lego Nav's built and all this sorts of stuff um by joining our patreon supporting us we wouldn't be able to carry on doing this podcast and the video stuff that tom does and me a little bit um uh, as, as time goes on I, andy i understand you have a bow report coming out soon with him yeah you we played him the other day recorded last week oh that oh, really? reminds me oh. um i've got your lando uh floor card by the way tom uh, uh tom well we won't say what result was now but um yeah, look, keep stay tuned on the YouTube channel for that one. So that's uh, youtube.com uh, at t- forward, forward slash TNM pod, I think it is. But yeah. Uh, but again, thank you to everyone who supports us. We couldn't do what we're doing without you uh, there. And also, we can do some sponsorship stuff, of which, Ollie, you have been doing some recently. Is that right? Uh, I have, yes. Uh, so Chris Wolford's uh, event over in uh, ooh, Warwick, Worcester, 
Warwick. Of I feel like it was Warwick. Uh, it could have been Warwick. Um, their their wargaming store had a tournament on Sunday, um, so I think that was a fourteen player event. Uh, they got themselves some nice dice promos and uh, some old uh, Return of the Jedi metal cards as well. Boom! There you go. So with with the support from Patreon, you guys uh, were able to help support events and provide prizes and stuff as well. So it's really good that you guys do that because we want to make a lovely community, which we are. But first, there were two events recently since we last recorded. Uh, the first of which was the TNM event uh, in Northampton uh, that unfortunately I couldn't make, but Andy, I know you played. Uh, I know Tom was there as well, or am I mistaken? No, no Tom, no, Tom didn't make it. Andy was there. So just, Andy just was there. Yeah. yeah, you two there. Uh, Ollie, tell us how that went. Go for it. It was good. Um, 16 players. So we did four rounds um, across two days. Um and yeah, um we had a pass down. I think won it in the end, going to fifth, fifth place, fourth, fourth, fifth yeah. place. Um, so it was something around the fourth or fifth place mark. Um, so really good that we get to see uh Chris make his appearance, uh, in America with us. Another one for Team Cambridge. Go on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all in all, a really good event. Uh, most of the just the usual crowd that you would see at some of our events, at your Navs, your Lilas, your Daves, and a couple of uh, a couple of newbies from the from the Peterborough end as well. Just to put it out there, when you say your Daves the mul- and your Navs, the multiples, if there are more than one of each of those people, that is still a scary thought. I mean, the amount of events Nav goes to, I'm sure he can't just be one person. He's got his <laughs> <laughs> he's got his twin brother Van going to events. <laughs> Nav and Nav and Jeet. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think you've either of us have got room to uh complain about Nav after that event. No, no, no. I mean, he's still absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna complain about him. <laughs> he beat you. Well sorry, he beat me round one and then he beat you. Uh, you and you and I are slipping, mate. <laughs> Either that or everyone just knows how to play us now. Yeah, well, well, I'm surprised you didn't play your other excuse card. What excuse card? Oh, I've never played uh, clones before. Hey, I, I was well aware. I was well. I was happy to go in and lose some games because if you don't lose every now and again, you don't learn anything. I'll remind you. You said that shortly. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was well angry when I lost against you, but that's uh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's, that's, a fu- that's a future conversation. We'll come on to that in a bit. Um, just to, so, what were you? Because obviously, you guys were dabbling in your first experience with the clones, and as a clone veteran, as I shall call myself, um, what did you think you learned, and what did you garner from the experience in general? Um, Andy first, and Ollie. Um, it was interesting because all three of my game, all four of my games were clone matchups, and it was um, I was too passive with the list. Like I really love the uh, token generation, the tankiness, the fact that you can mitigate with barrier and uh, sharing of the tokens from uh, Padme and everything. But playing against uh, the five hundred first and uh, which was Nav, and then playing against Ollie's version of the list. I suffered for not being able to block uh, natural crits because I don't have situational awareness. So I'd try and tank through it all. I'd have tokens left over um, to to survive, but I couldn't. Uh, I, my dice would then eventually fail. Like you, you can roll pretty well with surge and red sage for a whole army, but eventually you're going to fail some, and then your arc squads, which you're, you're spending 100 points on, don't hit as hard back. Um, as their ones so you kind of lose that footing um, 
So I, I've definitely learned from playing that with the, the Yoda list that as soon as you've got their mains, hit as hard as you can and then weather the return storm afterwards rather than try and weather the storm, then hit back. Because if they get lucky um, with natural crits or uh, critical or anything like that, um, it really hampers your game plan. So, yeah, I, I learned a lot from four games. That's taken me to 10 games now of Yoda. Um, I've kind of picked out the weaknesses of that list and uh, I'm putting it to the side for a minute. going to go and find 10 games of a few of the short lists I've got. But it's definitely a, a good, good contender for Worlds at the moment for, for me. Uh, Ollie, what are your thoughts? I forgot how clones worked. Um I think it's 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 a hard de- jump. Define it's... that because because obviously when I saw that in our chat and I was like, eh, what? Uh, so I didn't quite understand what you meant. So I forgot about you need to just bunch all the clones together and keep within the range on bubbles. I forgot that Boyle existed several times, <laughs> um, which was uh, which was mildly problematic. And Andy was stood there going, Boyle. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, forgot again. Um, yeah, it's just I think when it's a it's a different it's a very very different jump from um, pre so it's a very different jump from original Jedi to prequel Jedi in how you play. Is that because of the Force Masteries that exist, i.e., Sarisu, etc., um, Drakai, and whatever, and all the hell that is there? I mean, not particularly. I think it's more the play style. Um, so, I mean, I completely forgot about Yoda's mastery uh, several times, but both when he was attacking and defending. I think he does what? He gets tokens? What's this? Um, also, that goes into the just read your cards camp. Um, but it's it's not a simple case of, like, it's not a list that is based on timing as such. It just needs to, It's it's about repetition of what the list is doing each turn. So every every turn you're making sure you're getting the right orders to the right units, um, making sure you're getting the right fire supports with the right units, making sure you've got the right tokens generated. Um, whereas, you know, say if you're going with Vader, it's about learning your timings of when to move him in and out of cover, what units to attack, when to stand by. So it's just, it's a different side of Legion that I haven't really played that much of. Um, because again, all of my, all of my high level play has been with, empire and rebels question for you this isn't a knock but this is, you might understand because some people might relate to it do you think that because you've lent this is actually might, might apply to andy a little bit as well but he's played i think he's played a bit more variation of factions do you think it's because you've played so much of one list and specifically one faction recently i blizzard and then before that rebels pure the luke dlt thing you ran do you think that has hampered you in terms of knowing not knowing but like in terms of having the experience of thinking, right, okay, this is how Gar work and how this, you never, you know, well, forget droids because I know you don't play them, but you know what, do you get what I'm, you get what I mean, but is it changing, training your brain to learn and do new style? I think the thing that's hampered me most is that Republic just haven't been on the tables in the UK, not properly and not for a long time. So it's almost like this big resurgence. I mean, I joined, I, I started playing towards the back end of Rexstar and then Republic was dead until about three months ago, three or four months ago. I even I even think at Worlds it was it was vastly struggling. Um, you know, he had a very very uh, what, what, oh, I can't remember his name. The is he Canadian? Works for the fifth trooper. Yeah, Tim. Timbo. Um, yeah, so like fair play to him. He did really really well. And that's you know that's a lot of learning and a lot and a lot of playing. But you know that was I think that was Anakin Yoda 
Pikes. Um, so I think, you know, Republic have been on a slow upsurge since Pikes returned. Um, and now I think we're going to see a resurgence in maybe your Rebels. Um, anything that's got high velocity. I've been having this chat with Andy over the last couple of days. And we've been sort of theory theory crafting lists um, that can go into or go against clone balls. Um, and I think it's just the shift in meta that I've not seen for a long time. So it just takes a bit of getting used to again. Yeah, there could be an interesting scenario where Rebel high velocity snipers come out maybe full squads, similar to the ARC sort of thing coming out. Um, mm. And the other one is the AATs. wonder if double AAT could be a thing, but it's probably a very rock, paper, scissors kind of list. It would do well against things that have dodged and high-velocity stuff, but then lose to other stuff quite easily. So, it's a, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing because it's turning around and turning around quite interesting in time for Worlds and or Worlds, sorry, Team Worlds and Worlds and LBO and all this sorts of stuff, the major events that are starting um, the first quarter of next year, really. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of change. Um, and again, like I've got between now and between now and Worlds, I can probably fit in somewhere in the range of about two, two hundred and fifty games. Re re realistically, that's what I can probably <laughs> fit in. Um, and Worlds so, is what March. Yeah, yeah. So we got all of December, January, February, and so we'll say what four months. Is that fair? I think four months is probably fair. Maybe Just... maybe maybe 160 games then, because I can I, I can I can do 10 games in a week. I, I like I can fit that in with a, like two or three evenings playing and then a tournament at a weekend. There were there are people here that like my brain. There'll be people listening and me going, "Jesus, I wish I had the time to do that." <laughs> it's it's not even as much as like like time wise. It's I think I've got no kids, so I have no. I don't I don't have to bother with them or a dog to feed. Yeah, I know. Well, Andy's my friend, so I'd never get a dog. I think it's um, also important that if you are in tournament, and it comes down to like if you want to practice for a tournament, sometimes playing out a game for the sake of just playing out a game isn't worth it. If you know the game state is already so it's turn two, and you can see it's one sided, re rack. You will uh, you will learn more from the re rack than you will because you're getting another repetition on turn zero. You're getting another rep in with your list. Um, it doesn't matter if you're losing, concede at that point. Now, if the game is neck and neck, don't bother, like play it out because they're the ones where you want like um, play until turn six. There, you'll probably earn, learn more from that than you will from uh, a game where you've just stomped someone for six turns. But if you, you know you've done X, Y, and Z, you've got to that point in the game, you've done it in two turns. Cool, fantastic. It's a, it's a formula. Try it again in the next game. Does it happen the same again? Um, and one thing I've started doing, because um, I didn't do it last year when we was prepping or tournament prepping, was if I'm playing on the same set of table of terrain, I'll rejig the terrain between games. Because last year what we used to do is we used to just swap sides. But now what I'm doing is I'm rejigging the table as well. So it's the same type of terrain, but I'm just redo, I do redo the layout. It takes me two, three minutes, and you just go like it, cha it completely changes. Oh, I want this side of the table. I want that side of the table, and how the the deck drops. So and it gets you more realistic um, since you shouldn't be playing on the same table more than once uh, a two day event. Yeah. So that's, oh, and, that, and, and that's how you can fit. A lot of games in in an evening. I think me and Andy have mm -hmm. done three three games in an evening before. Easily, yeah, yeah. Because it's once you've what because as soon as you've made that really stupid mistake, you go ah right. 
there's not there's not much I can do to bring this back. Let's re-rack and let's go again. And then you just you, you're quickly building on on what you've learned um, and pushing it through pushing it through quickly. Like I've got I have I have three or four lists which are in the um, which are in the well which are shortlisted for worlds at the moment. Um, three Empire and one Republic. But I think it's likely the it's likely the Empire will will take it. I'm just going to see which ends up being the one that takes it. But if I start in the next, <clears throat> yeah, because I've I've already said to Carol, she's not really going to see me between December and March, or the back end of March. So um, she's very well aware of what what's going on. So I was just I'll just be absolutely rampantly testing as much as possible. Like I've got my last Song of Ice and Fire game tournament this weekend on Saturday, and then that's it. We're at Legion until April. The, the the practice and the prep starts now. Well, yeah. If you if you know if same with anything in life. If if you if you want something a lot, work for it. I think yeah, because I played uh, Rich College last Wednesday, um, and he beat me with the experimental droids. Um, I was running. Funny enough, actually, it was the same. It was the same list bar one up, slight upgrade change uh, that I ran on Saturday, and it was a really good game. It went down to I think sort of turn five six. It was kind of like yeah, he's kind he's he's won this, but let's play. I'll see what happens. It was good. Just needed if it, if he whiffed and I saved, it works, but it didn't. So there we go. But it was still good fun because it was prep for Rich, and I'm I'll be always happy. And I think like the Cambridge crew, me, Matt, Chris, uh, and obviously happy to help. Uh, well, actually, me, Matt, and uh, uh, help. Uh, happy to help Chris and Rich should they both be going to America uh, as Cambridge locals and things. So that'd be good. Um, I think I think Chris said he was going as well as um as, as Rich, well as R- 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 yeah Rich's Rich is Rich's uh Rich's Rich went home to apparently after when he, when he won the thing in in MK went home and his missus and he said oh I won to go to Worlds and she sort of went all right then <laughs> so, and as as he is in the as he's in he's in the fellow dad club I think he's got like that's the that's like the the holy grail of going oh my god I can go. Um, so I'll try and give him as many games as I can um, in, in his prep, knowing that he has limited time um, because of family stuff. So that's all good. Um, before we move on to the, the TTR event, maybe we'll just talk about Gene Oceans because they may have, I say may, they probably will have a big impact on the um, on Worlds and LVO and, and all this sort of stuff. So Andy, you actually said that you'd played with them as a proxy. So talk us talk to us about your experiences. Yeah, so I put two games in last night, um, and the first game I did the stereotypical um, Poggle with Sunfac, four B2s, uh, two um, no, three Geonosians, and then you've still got 100 points spare at that point. Um, so I took a unit of Magna Guard, because Magna Guard are really good. Um, and B2s can hit hard at, um, at range two, but that range three doesn't do a lot into red saves. So I was playing against clones. Um, they've got some dodges. They've got boil. So um, I, I was running them just uh, just with the the ha no uh, T series in them. You can run it with the T series. I just didn't think about it at the time. And the I missed the surge and I missed that offensive ability. But having to recover and shoot. I was probably getting an average of two reds, uh, well, two hits into them, uh, not not even crits, two hits. So he just dodges one, boils the other. I didn't even hurt at range three the clone squad, and then they slap back hard, um, harder than I'm hitting them because it, all right, I can block three hits uh, due to heavy cover and armor, but then I'm rolling white saves, he's rolling red. So I didn't do well on the offense, but the thing that actually 
uh, helped me win the game was the actual free Geonosian units, not the B2s. Um, and they're quite fast at speed two, um, getting to move, tri- triple move a turn. Um, and I just used them as flankers and harassed his uh, back intercept point. And uh, by doing so, it meant I had I had three units on his back intercept point. No, two, because uh, he managed to kill one. Um, and that meant he had to keep three units back on the intercept point to stop uh, to be able to score his home objective, um, which then meant uh, when he's only got nine units, he's now only got six units to contest the middle. I'm running 10 activations. I've got still eight units to go on the middle objective, minus one for my home. So I've got, I outnumber him already, and that's before anything dies. So they're really, really good at harassing um, units, um, like your home objectives, the things that you normally think are quite safe. Um, and then I, I managed to kill a unit as well. So I actually prevented him from scoring his home objective on turn six um, while charging into melee with four models all on one health. They're all uh, B2 unit leaders, all on one health each. Just charge them into melee with Anakin um, so he can only kill one of them. And it's like, Pick, pick, pick your poison, Lanarkin. You, you can contest this point. Stop one of us from scoring, and uh, I'll score with the other three models. <laughs> so you're muted, by the way, if you're trying to talk. Sorry, I had a question. Uh, could he not have uh, force pushed that one away and then chopped the other one to bits? Or so not he possible? he could force push one out, um, but because of how close we were to the intercept point, it wouldn't have pushed him out of the oh, intercept that's, range. That's yeah, annoying, we yeah. weren't fighting on the edge. With I were deliberately piled in on the middle, as close to it as possible. That's cool. Um, so yeah, he could only remove one of them, um, and then he tr- he tried to force push one out so that the fluttercraft could then um, kill the other one. Um, and it was a race. I, I didn't score my home objective, um, just to point that out, because his fluttercraft had killed my one unit that was scoring it. Um, but it basically came down to the fact that I stopped him from scoring his home. I didn't score my home, and I had the middle, and I'd had the previous like early turn score advantages. Um, but with that feedback, and I didn't like the B2, kind of how well they did. I think when they're in experimental droids, such a different kettle of fish. Like, getting a uh, range free shot and adding the extra dice or adding the aim so you can recover shoot, aim shoot all of them options uh, really really work and synergize really well with the experimental droids but outside of it i was sitting there going huh i can i really enjoyed these in experimental droids and they just weren't as good um but then in the second game i kind of restructured i went for um sunfac with two geonosian warriors two B1s with repair droids, two Magna Guard and Asajj um, with a T-Series. So something a bit more um, what I imagine would do well in a tournament. And it was fairly similar. We ended up playing Intercept again because um, Jack didn't want to play Recover the Supplies or Breakthrough or Bomb and Run or any of the other horrible missions that are in the deck. Um, And uh, it was a little bit of a rinse and repeat on the flank. So he kind of focused and tried to kill the Geonosians. He killed uh, one squad off, uh, leaving just the leader, um, so they weren't doing much damage. But Asajj was flanking the other side of the map as well, Um, and uh, when she dived in, uh, she took out a few clone units. Anakin tried to kill her, um, but unfortunately, um, Asajj killed Anakin rather than Anakin killing Asajj. Um, Having quite a lot of dodges and surges for every unit that he was activating um, didn't help. 
um, and I got a Magna Guard unit to kind of soften Anakin up as well. So again, the um, on that one, I think I scored. I, I didn't score my home objective again because of the Fluttercraft, um, killing everything off that was trying to score my home objective. But I did score his home objective plus the middle this time. That worked out quite well for you then. Yeah, um, but I think they're definitely something to be cautious of if you face off against them. Um, they're very fast. Uh, they're very harassy because they it's hard to shoot them um, because they pop out, shoot, and then pop back again because um, you jump and then you scale back uh, behind your line of sight blocker. Yep. Because um, if you do shoot them, they, they just die. <laughs> They've got no defensive tech whatsoever. White saves um, just die. Um, so yeah, it's there, but them getting open shots with a like a basically like a lottery dice roll because it's uh, if you've got the heavy weapon on them, four black, four white plus a rainbow, so it's five black, five white, and a red. I was averaging somewhere between four and six hits um, with no tokens, just literally flat rolls. But because there's no cover involved, that actually can be quite deadly. Um, and if you're doing that over I probably started shooting from turn three onwards. For three turns, it's enough to kill one or two units um, if you're doing that twice a turn. Do they surge hit? As well? They surge hit? No, so don't surge hit. They surge defense? Surge defense, but not surge hit. I was going to say the surge hit would be quite handy. So basically, they roll a very similar pull to arc squads at range two. Uh, it's exactly the same, but non-surging, uh, which is the same as, yeah. Yeah, non-surging, because no, cause the, the arc squad has four dudes, the heavy is black, black and red. So yeah, it's very yeah. similar. So, yeah, but no, I mean, I suppose with Sharpshooter 1 versus essentially Sharpshooter 2 because you get no cover when you're elevated. Correct. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's quite a fun rule. Um, like jump, deliberately jumping the, onto pieces of terrain and stuff like that. I look forward to seeing more 3D, uh, more, well, I say 3D, as in more uh, levels of terrain as time goes on, which could be quite fun. I imagine I as the Shatterpoint uh, terrain gets opened up and used a bit more to generate a few more platforms, that'd be quite fun. Um, yeah. Ollie, any thoughts on the old Geonosiodrons, or are you just going to purposely go sod droids? Sod droids. Um, I just don't like them in any, in any fashion. At any that, point. I don't know if we dived into this or, or fully asked. What was the reason for this, or is it multiple? Is it just that you don't like the way they play, or is it just like sod building B ones because everyone can sympathise? They've with just that touched one, them in really bad places. Please tell I, us, Ollie, where they touched you. I, well, on my fingers because I bought a full army. I built three B ones. I gave up. I sold it. Oh yeah, okay, that's fair. That, that, <laughs> we, I, was, I, I, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing 19 hours of of solid building. And building is a thing I actually like doing in modelling. I agree. Yep, yeah, same. Because like, I mean, getting me to paint is. Well, that's just not happening. That's, oh, that'll be that, that. Uh, least, uh, least with that. These would be ones all you would have, like you did with your just like your sneeze wash. You could have just done like the skeleton horde on them, just gone done. My sneeze wash. <laughs> you should bottle and sell that. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Dyer's sneeze wash. <laughs> new, new from new from Dyer painter sneeze wash. And it, and it, do you need to paint an army in three hours? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Here you go. I can, I, honestly, I only found out like two or three days before we were due to fly that I needed to paint my army, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is uh, a." Were they actually going to not let you play if you had yeah. no paint? I thought. Yeah. I thought yep. in the whole rules of, th- of like, nope. point of legion was you didn't have to have them painted. Uh, Worlds is the only exception to that rule officially, uh, which I get. 
but I was just, I was like, okay, fair enough then, fair enough, fair enough. I think a lot of the other American uh, events do because they're tagged on to uh, 40k, like well, yeah. Warhammer standard events, and therefore painting is a standard at the event. Minimum three colors, I think, is the rule. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, moving on. So uh, there was an event at the weekend. Uh, sorry to wrap up the Gene Oceans. Tune in next time when uh, Andy can tell us more about Gene Oceans and see what he's thinking. Because I imagine you'll yeah. play them more. So that's all cool. So lovely. no, exactly. I'm going to try and pester Ollie for a game against Blizzard Force um, and some Yoda reps in and stuff. I'm trying to get about ten reps of that list, uh, roughly, with the Asage one. Yeah. Um, I know. I'll see how I feel about it later. But um, at the moment, it's got some legs. I'd like to just see a few more. Uh, well, cool. come, 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 come over to Northampton um, a week on Thursday. Uh, a week on Thursday, and I'll run. I'll run my palp, and I'll run Blizzard. Oh, he's, he's telling everyone his list is thinking about now. I, I've said I'll run my palp. That's it. That says nothing other than it's palp. It's just running Palpatine. <laughs> nothing else. No, yep. nothing else on it. Yep. It's it's, it's Palpatine, but modelled like uh, Rob um, Hentai, whatever is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gilmore. That's it. I, I'll be modelling it with just Palp's head, but on like a stormtrooper beach body. <laughs> <laughs> that army was so cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, talking of Rob, we actually saw it at the weekend, didn't we, Ollie? He was cool. He was there. He won yeah. another painting award for his Mandalorians this time. Still, still not as highly ranked as mine. Oh, that's got, that's a that's a that's a dead controversial statement. That one. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had uh, Tom Smith was running his Tabletop Republic event. Now Tom obviously can't uh, be here this evening on time of recording because he is um, being. And this is what a quote I've heard from someone who is a skier but doesn't like snowboarders. They called them a gay on a tray, which I heard, which is quite insulting, but still I found quite funny. But um, so. Tom uh, sent me a load of uh, voice notes on WhatsApp, so I'm going to play them and we can listen to them. We can see what he says and review what he said afterwards. So here is what he said. Hey, Mooners. Tom here. Uh, I can't make it this week because I'm working on Tuesday night. So Cockles asked me to record some, uh, some audio about the, uh, the tournament that we had this weekend. So I was running a... 24-man Worlds Open qualifier in High Wycombe and Tabletop Republic. Uh, you've probably heard us talk about this and try and plug it for weeks. So uh, as we had a heap of people um, and Worlds Invite on the line, I decided that I would play something a little bit stupid. Um, I think it's not the best look to try and win your own tournament. Um, especially because I couldn't afford to go to Worlds should I have won the invite. Um, because we had six people with an invite already, the chances were fairly good that if I took something like item bites, that I would have had a chance of winning it. So I decided to give everybody else the best chance uh, and actually potentially go to Worlds that I would play something stupid. So I played... Bright Tree Village list with Han Solo with Up Close and Personal and uh, Improvised Orders. I had Leia with Underworld Connections. I had Logray with Secret Ingredients. I had Wicket with Situational Awareness, Seize the Initiative, and Forest Dwellers. I had three squads of um, Skirmishers with an Axe and Forest Dwellers. 
I had two squads of skirmishers just with forest dwellers. Uh, no, sorry, just with axes without forest dwellers. And I had the Chewbacca ATST for 10 activations. I'm sure Cockles is going to give a good rundown of our game, so I'll keep I'll keep it brief. Uh, he was late to the tournament. Uh, I'm not sure what his excuse is. I'm sure he'll come up with something before, before he records. But he was late, so really moral victory for me. Uh, <laughs> so I paired us round one so that it wouldn't affect anything. Um, I got to play my mate, so that was uh, a win for me. Um, we played Hostage, and this game was so close. It could have gone either way, um, and it was a good time rolling dice. Game two, I played my friend Rob. Uh, Rob Gilmore, he's an amazing painter, so I got to play against uh, his Mandalorians, uh, his rebel Mandalorians. So he had Sabine, Clan Wren, Mandalorian Resistance, fully tooled up. Uh, he also had Ahsoka, Leia, and then four squads of rebel troopers. And again, we played hostage. Um, what happened in this one was very similar to what happened in the game against Cockles, in that my, uh, my hostage carrier just ran away for six turns. Um, but this time they actually had to do something. Um, on turn five, Ahsoka got into melee with, uh, with the full squad of skirmishers. Um, she completely whiffed her roll to get one hit, of which they spent a dodge. So I then, um, I mean, she was already already pretty wounded from um, taking some ATST shots. So I stabbed her to death with some pointy sticks. Um, I then moved uh, again out of line of sight of the rest of his army. And the cool thing about Logre is that because he has secret ingredients every turn, he can get a token. So all six, all six turns, I took a dodge. So on turn six, I could just aid six dodges onto the hostage squad, um, as well as the dodge that they had taken themselves when they hit. And then Logre, with his independent dodge, he aided it to that squad as well. So that squad had eight dodges on them. They were pretty safe at the end of the game. Uh, but that, I found, a great tactic. I used it in Cockles game as well. Just meant that you are not getting my hostage. Um, but that being said, Rob did kill almost everything else in my list. I think I was left with Leia, Logre, and one squad of skirmishers left at the end of the game. It was a lot of fun. All of my guns being range two, apart from the ATST, is uh, an interesting choice. Not sure I would recommend the list that I played, but it was a lot of fun. Round three, I played Ed Law, who I think got the pair down. Um, great guy, always wanted to play Ed. Um, he was playing a very similar list to Cockles in having a Yoda, Padme, full arcs. Um, we played uh, Sabotage, and I placed one VAP way on the right-hand side of the table, and then and put one towards the left. I decided that we were here for a fun time, not a long time. So I put my one vaguely near, like range two from his VAP. He then put one range two from both VAPs. So we had a triangle of VAPs. So I put one squad of skirmishers by my safe VAP. So good news is, didn't get tabled. Uh, and then I put everything else towards the other side. And uh, oh boy, did it get messy. Um, 
I managed to stab Padme to death. That was a that was a fun thing that happened. Uh, but there's the only way to get around the barrier uh, shenanigans with Yoda was to try and get into melee. I did get into melee with a couple of people. I don't think I oh no, I think I only killed Padme and Boyle's squad in this game. Um, whereas everything was dead apart from one squad of skirmishers on my side of the table. Um, it's, oh man, playing against Yoda, Padme, as I think is a little rough. It, like, if you're not fully teched for it, for people to just go, nah, I just spent situational awareness dodges from wherever I want, here's a barrier. Oh, I didn't stand a chance, but I did have a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, so that puts me at 0-3. Going into round four, the 0-3 table. I pair up against my friend James Wood. He's playing a Han Landspeeder and um, Chewie and Lando list. It was nuts. We had limited visibility, key positions. He flew his Landspeeder turn one within range two of most of my lists hans in the land speeder so what happened was uh leia with sharpshooter two aims and shoots him gets one through ps1 wicket then got the aim from teamwork with leia so he then aims gets a crit through because he's got well he's got sharpshooter two uh, but i get a crit ps1 then han pops out takes his shot to PS2 and uh, I managed to kill Han turn two and I knew that James would have had all three of Lando's cards in contingencies all of Han's cards of which he's not played so I knew that he was a little bit up a creek so then I proceeded to do what I did in all of my games and just Leroy all of my um, all of my skirmishes by one to, to his list basically and just tried to cause a little bit of chaos um, his land speeder was left on one one health after the ATST and uh, and Han were, were trying to pick it off and I realised that at that point that my axes had impact one pierce one so I charged an Ewok squad into the land speeder and they battered it to death with an axe. Uh, James also had two ATRTs, which he was desperately trying to take down the ATST. He would move just into range three, take a shot on the ATST, uh, do a wound maybe, and then uh, my ATST would aim and shoot, and I one-shotted each ATRT in two turns, uh, which you know felt pretty good when you got impact four surge to crit. Um, ended up with eight crits, didn't get any saves. It was the same on both rolls. It was pretty unlucky for James. Uh, but we had a great game. It ended on key positions with uh, two to me and one to James. So I finished the day uh, one and three. But I had a great time. I was happy to see how well everyone else did. But if I had to give you a highlight of the day, my highlight of the day was the last round watching the clock tick down, sitting very close to Cockles, but 
not on his table. So I'm sat on the table, the six by four next to him. And I'm just looking at Ollie's face and the realization that Ollie has lost to Cockles in a tournament. And this puts him potentially in world's, world's ticket contention because he doesn't know the result of everybody else's games at this point. He doesn't know how it's going to shake out. So he's looking at it, thinking, oh, if he beats me, he's going to go three and one. Lila is up there as a 4-0, and uh, so there's going to be a trickle-down. So where he places is important, and you can just see him sweat, and that was making me, making my day. I had the biggest smile watching that. And at the end of the game, I handed him a sachet of salt, and he wasn't happy about it. But it was a great, get, great day. Got to see all of my friends. Um, I'm looking forward to running the next one. And so that was Tom uh, summing up uh, the Tabletop Republic thing from his perspective. Obviously, he couldn't be here today. Uh, it was quite fun. Um, might throw, so uh, Andy, first thoughts on his on what he said, and then I'll dive into, me and Ollie can dive into our games and stuff. I need to hear more about uh, his last statement, really. I've been, I've been waiting. I've heard little drips and drabs about it. Um. <laughs> I think, I think, I think good things. You see, you remember that Guinness advert? It was like, and it would like good things come to those who wait. So, no, I mean, bear with on that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm waiting with uh, excitement. But the it sounds like it was a great event, um, and there's a, a lot of good players there. So um, I think it was a well earned um, invite. Um, who it was so I will give you the top. I'll give you the top. Uh, I'll give you the top ten. Um, Lila uh, won uh, outright four and zero. So that's she's two on the trot that she's won now. She's, like, it's probably like four was, or five on the trot. And she was running uh, Empire Black Suns, so that was an interesting concept. Um, so she won. She won that four and zero. Harrison Berkey uh, came second with his Republic list, which was a Cody list with uh, Cody and lots of troopers. He came second. He uh, was the one. He I, I went three and one, but he beat. He was I lost to him in a really good game. Um, uh, it was just close. It was like where dice rolls let me down in one game, they save me in another. That's just the way it is. Uh, but a no, really good game. So he got the invite. So congratulations to him. In third place was his mate Michael Peters. Then myself in fourth, three and one. Then Nav. Then Ed Law. Then into the two and twos is Casper uh, Vekerman. Mike Reese at two and two. Tom Zorowski running Shadow uh, at two and two, and Tima at two and two, and um, yeah, that was the top ten. I still, oh, hang on, Ollie Ollie Dyer was eleventh um, at two and two. Uh, Rob Hentai Rob Hentai fighter Gil, Gilmore at twelve. Tom Odes thirteen. Stuart Cox, Mark Radford, Vadim, Tom uh, Smith, Ryan Ganson Jones, James Cameron, and James Wood uh, come uh, come. Through the second uh, half of the table, um, so yeah, all did good. You, it was, oh, go on. Do you have a nosebleed from being that high up in rankings? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm sure, Ollie had a headache from being that low in the rankings. Ollie, as well. I think, <laughs> I think Ollie had a nosebleed from seeing me that high and be, and him being the reason I might be that high. But Ed, but we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, so yeah, as Tom said, game one. Um, from I, I played him because uh, I was a little bit late. Basically, there was a road shot on the way onto there, which is I lived in a road, one road town, so I couldn't get to the M11. So that was fun. So yeah, started him. I'd never played, never got to play Tom because the way it is. So it worked out quite well for for that and a, and a fun style. Um, 
I'd never played Ewoks either, so that was interesting. Uh, my thought process was um, shoot the thumbs. So we were playing hostage, uh, and I thought, well, I've got Yoda, so I've got a good chance here. So my thought was shoot the thumbs. Completely did, forgot that Ewoks can just go bye-bye um, off of turn one and just go, oh, well, I'm never seeing that hostage again now, so I better try and just win on points. And that's what I proceeded to do. However, this plan was somewhat hampered when he took his first turn shot on my Echo Arc, uh, Echo Arc Squad and basically destroyed four models in the first shot. Even with um, all the dodges up and the tokens up and everything, it was just like, ah, what the hell, man? So there we go. But uh, what it eventually came down to is me whittling down all the squads that I could, uh, making lots of carpets, and then in turn six, I had a squad with my hostage that needed to double move into my deployment zone and they did but they then needed to survive a shot from the ATR, ATST that he had and they did somehow but if they didn't I had Yoda as a backup because I out activated him I had Yoda as a backup to who could do his and I played his pip one yes played his pip one so I could have got the range to speed three to pick up the hostage and still be in the, and still be in the deployment zone and score it so I would have won I, so I won on points against Tom um, I would. I was about to ask Ollie what he did game one, um, but he's disappeared. So, um, yeah, I know for a fact Ollie lost his first game. He lost to Tom Zorowski, uh, with uh, who I then played game two. But I'll wait for Ollie to come back if he does. Uh, and there was a general look of shock from everyone when they were like, <gasps> "Blizzard Force lost? What? What's going on?" Everyone was very surprised. Uh, Ollie was. Ollie took it very well. He was just like, "Oh, just, 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 just dice being dice, mate. Don't, 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 don't know what's going on." Um, yeah, um, that's what happened. I'd, I'd like to have him back, but go on, ask me questions about game one before, while he's away. Go on. That, that's a good impression. I like that. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been working on it there, mate. I've been working on it. Sod you, you nonce. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's the kind of things he says, isn't it? That's it. Isn't that right? Um, here he is. I wondered... <laughs> he just whacked himself with his headset. That was brilliant. Ollie, what you didn't what I was just saying how um obviously I won game one and then you had your game one. Um I also did the impression of you that Andy said was pretty bang on, so there we go. Uh, fair enough. I had a terrible day. <laughs> so talking about game game no game one, come on. Uh game one, um so played against Tom Zorowski against his Pike Swoop the uh, Pike Swoop Mall. Um breakthrough. Um set up in started off really, really well. Um he jumped mall over. Um I think Vader, so Vader Vader had 10 wounds across the course of the game um, as I healed him twice um, and he rolled 13 defense dice and died so unfortunately as, as with many things, if Vader goes that early, that's it, that's, that's game, um, Tom played really really well um, a few a few close a few close calls, few lucky saves here and there, a few lucky shots on both sides, and yeah, finished off with a three-two uh, on breakthrough or four-three on breakthrough to Tom. Cool, cool, cool. Um, go on to, while you're on, talk about your game two. Uh, game two was against uh, James, I think it was, who was uh, one of Tom's friends playing Rebels. Um, he had a land speeder, two Rebel ATRTs, Lando, Han, Chewie. A rebel unit with the shotgun. A unit of vets, I think, and then maybe another unit of rebels. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, unfortunately, he made the the age-old mistake of giving me hostage exchange, um, with, with with no Jedi. Um, so, um, 
the the game was sort of won by sort of turn two, um, as Vader just jumped in, grabbed hostages, and and that was it. Um, but uh, it, it was nice. It was nice sort of chat to him at the end because he he didn't set anybody up in the land speeder. Um, because in the game before he said Han had just died in the land speeder, but Han's much more likely to die if you're not throwing him to to get shot to get shots, or at least if he does die. At least then you can get some value on him. I mean, sharpshooter two, two reds, and PS two is pretty good. And gunslinger. Yeah, and gunslinger. So, you know, I mean, he's the he's death to sniper teams, um, but he's also very, very good into red saves, especially non-republic red saves, um, where I don't have the the dodges or the barriers or the the big the big set of defensive tech to to go against it. Um, unfortunately it was a case of he would move one vehicle into range three of my gun line the gun line as my blizzard set up to kill vehicles would kill a vehicle each turn Uh, i think i left him with a lando on two wounds at the end cool 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 so i went into game two having going into play the person who just beat you in the gate previous game tom zaroski so i was like oh okay cool this would be interesting then uh hadn't played shadow for a while so i was like cool here we go so it was recover supplies on major offensive. Yeah, I think it was major. It was either major offensive or rollout. I think it was major offensive. Can't remember now. But either way, recover supplies. And I recall a conversation that went along lines of, "Oh, you could use Padme to infiltrate with." And I thought, you know what? I never do. I will try it. And so I did. So I tried it. I won't be trying it again, ever, um, because despite Despite the fact that the, it would be rolling very not very well at range, she would, didn't save a single thing. And Boyle, it's just what it was. White dice didn't save her. So, uh, but what I did do is I managed to, so I deployed her on next to a, a box, uh, n- close enough to Yoda so he could do guidance in turn one. So turn one, he did guidance, so he moved her onto the box. Then her activation t- comes around and she picks it up, moves to another box that is close to my deployment zone, and then proceeds to get shot. Now, the bonus was that she moved two boxes. She moved a box closer to my deplo- to the rest of my army, uh, and it worked out quite well that way. The, so when she died, I was rolling on no... I was running on no Padme Exemplar stuff, relying on sharing just the one dodge per and or the Yoda card. So the game carries on. And so I just thought, right, I'm not uh, that. I've got these two. I need to somehow make a swing around. And he'd left uh, a box on the other side. There was a wall running through the middle of the map, at like a lot on the long, the long ways. And so I started to swing around nice and quickly around with arcs to try and get shots off to stop him getting it and or grab it. And I managed to swing around, get shots off on units that did significant damage. But I'd added to that, I was able to do damage to more fairly. Uh, surprisingly, so the bark that had come around was able to flank around using the ruler's cover, then come up and be on top of a wall with a nice bit of flat thing, get shots on Maul with a fire support on, and it hurt Maul a lot. I think it took him down to, I think by the end of turn three, he had like two, uh, I think he had, no, sorry, turn four, he had like two wounds left, and then I managed to get another shot on him. He moved Maul. The, he, the next turn, he would have played Witch Magic. He moved Maul the other side of the wall thinking he can't get a shot on me didn't see the other up uh, the other arcs that i had there and then they opened up on him and killed him and maul had a box 
And then he, uh, at that point, he dropped the said boxes, and it was a case of me just like stopping him and shooting him, and preventing him pick up boxes and things. And it swung on those two, those two events: him killing Padme and him misplaying Maul. And if either one of those don't happen, it's a different game. But if only one happens, it's a win for the other person, depending on which one it is. So if, if he doesn't lose Maul, he probably wins because he also had all the Maul cards. Um, he he was doing Maul pikes basically, and. Yeah, I was basically just able to whittle down the pikes with arc squads, with fire support and all this sorts of stuff and move up and uh, take the field and take boxes. Uh, Yoda was able to move up and do things with his force wave and or lightsaber as well. Uh, And so that's what swung it for me on that one. And I think it was... I'll just bring it up. Bring up the rounds. Round two. It was... Uh, two one to me. I'd lost two hundred and fifteen, and he lost five hundred ninety seven points. And it was war weary was the other one. So that, uh, with the fact that he'd kept his capos near his pikes, and I'd kept my stuff all tight together, it didn't really matter too much. That was all right. That's fine. Um, which then set me up for a game with Harrison Berkey on game three. And I've seen Harrison play in times at a few tournaments. Real nice guy to chat to and stuff. Uh, so it was fun. I was like, ah, oh, this will be fun. And his reaction was not looking forward to playing this list, to, to playing the list I was. Uh, and I was a bit like, no, don't worry, I'm sure it'll be fine. And he was running, because his list actually is quite interesting, because I hadn't seen much, you don't see much of it in terms of uh, the Cody stuff. He was running 791, 10 activations, pure clones. It was Cody with target scopes, phase one's RPS, phase two Z6, phase two boil, phase one Z6. So already large dice pools bar the clone bar the fate the, the boil unit large dice pools off there um arc strike dc15 arc strike echo and a squad of wookies who didn't do a lot but were a really good distraction and two barks with rps um real good game it was uh it was it was it was intercept uh on this was I'm sure this is rollout yeah i feel this is rollout uh, ba, 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 ba. Intercept, yeah, rollout on intercept, rollout clear. Um, this swung on him getting fire support shots off well, and me not saving them, and vice versa. He was able to do lots of damage to Yoda when Yoda whiffed the save roll. So it was like, ah, that really, really screws me over in terms of what I'm going to do with Yoda. The hero of the game for me was Boyle, who stayed alive for the whole game despite taking his mates down with him as he was gardening and he stayed alive to, to, to keep points on but it just came down to could I kill a unit at the end uh, to prevent him scoring on either the centre to, to prevent him have, outnumbering me or prevent him scoring at the back and I just couldn't do it and congratulations to him for that because it was a really good game, really, real tight um, and yeah that was that, was that. It was game 3 Ollie what did you have for game 3? I had a new picture I remember Stu um, so he was on Palp IG, um, and then a bit of a, a bit of a gun line. So no snipers, but just I think it was just mostly core. Um, does he have IRG? I don't think he had IRG. I think it was Palp. I think it was Palp IG, and then like six. Let me get his list up. Let me yeah, get his six, list up. Six quite uh, kitted out core units. So Stu's list was seven ninety nine eight activations Empire Palpatine with barrier guidance burst. IG-88 Hunter Targeting Scopes. Uh, Shore Troopers with a T-21 and a Medroid. Shore Troopers with Del Mico. Uh, Double HH-12 with Specialist. 
Um, especially this is one that gives you the aim, tappable aims or dodge, I think, one of the two. And uh, Death Troopers with the DLTD and the E11D config config. That was it, Death Troopers. There you go, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he... He had to split his forces to try and stop my bike scoring on breakthrough, but as he was, as he was not, as he was just trying to stop the bikes, and because of how manoeuvrable they are, um, especially on danger close, I think it was danger close. You were playing uh, breakthrough major offensive war. Major offensive. There we go. I'll remember. I'll remember at some point. Um, so yeah, on, on major offensive, the bikes can just pivot and jump back. So I was splitting his forces, and then he just wasn't advancing. Um, so I think in the end I won with three scoring bikes, um, but he did get me on kill points. Um, so it's something like three nil to me, um, and then I think he had maybe four, three, four hundred point kill oh, points. Give me a second, I'll bring it up for you. Cause was... I hadn't, I hadn't really killed much. I think I'd killed maybe the death troopers. He killed two hundred and fifteen. You killed two hundred ninety, and you won two nil. All right. Well, as <laughs> I said. Can't really remember, um, but he was a lovely, lovely, lovely opponent, um, and it was a fun game to play. We had a little chat at the end about how he should have sort of balled up and just tried to start pushing me, um, and then maybe thought about help bombing, um, sort of closer, closer into my lines, or just trying to focus the kill on some units. Yeah, that would be. And also, I'll put a special shout out for Stu. Every time I see Stu. It always seems like he is the bridesmaid uh, and not quite the bride when it comes to the painting awards. But I have seen him win one painting award. I think it was MK. He won something. But uh, if you ever get a chance to see Stu's painting, it is wonderful. Particularly, I think there was this, he had a ice-themed empire army with a lat that was amazing. Um, just the bases were really well. Every, the basing was brilliant. The painting was brilliant. It was just really, really good. So um, I'm gonna just put a little shout out for Stu on that one because I love his painting paint jobs. Which brings us on to game four. I've got a little something pre prepped here um, that it sums up a little bit. It's just a little, little, little something to make Ollie smile. Um, and I just thought I'd do that there. So Ollie, have a little listen, enjoy. His blizzard force glows wide on the table tonight Not a decent paint job to be seen A kingdom superiority And it looks like he's a queen His voice was howling like this swirling storm inside Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows he tried Cockles list Let it go Let it go I turned away and slammed the door I really care What they're going to say Let the storm rage on Yoda never bothered me anyway 
Oh, how I enjoyed making that. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh... Oh, you're, 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 in so, you're in so much danger, my friend. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I think you're the one in danger. You lost. Yeah. Hey. So, right, so um, let's, some, I'm going to put this... Some, sometimes, oh. when, sometimes when the leprechaun has magic dice, you lose game. Ah, uh, right, hang on. <laughs> Where's the bingo? Where's the bingo? Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but... But I will, uh, I, I will, I will, I will take my hat off and say, well done to Cockles, mate. We had fun um, to be, for, for, and for, we had for, fun. A, for, for a well-deserved win. Uh, unfortunately, I went full Tim from uh, Stabcast um, and just got uh, re- relatively salty <laughs> towards the end of the game. So a quote I heard, a, a quote was given to me from someone after you'd left, which is why everyone went, "Where'd Ollie go? Ollie's gone," and that's what the hence the the. Uh, he walked out the slap, turn away, slammed the door. That was the reference to that because you'd left. But the quote was, I could hear you were doing quite well and I'm happy you're doing quite well. And the only reason I noticed from the other side of the room, because I could hear Ollie's tone of voice change quite dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> I, was fu- I, I was furious. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I shot Echo. I think I counted it. I shot Echo when he had one wound left 19 times. 19 times. Yeah. And, and Echo he- never dies. Like you have to one shot him, otherwise he'll live on one health forever. It's just, it's, even when playing against Echo, it's always that way. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just set, let's just set the scene. We've so we, it was major offensive. Yeah, it was uh, key positions, mm-hmm. and it was uh, minefield, which was half irrelevant. But only two mines went off because the other two were just like irrelevant. So. Uh, I have a, I, I, I was like, oh no, I've got to play Ollie, and he's playing he's playing Blizzard Force specifically taken because he didn't want to lose the LO points. I might just put out there uh, because he said months ago, uh, if I've got an event to go to and there's ELO rankings, I'm taking Blizzard Force because I don't want to lose it. Hard earned Dave Grunt beating points. I'm not from Yorkshire, cockles. Jesus well, Christ! I know it's a double insult. It's fine. Don't don't eat, don't eat me with them people. Don't don't eat me with them people. No, but I took. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking that now. Um, I so just in case people know, I took Yoda, Padme, um, two arcs, uh, a bark, which you lamb- which people lambasted me for on the previous show. There we go. And uh, phase two with Boyle, and then uh, Z six and RPS, uh, and uh, so it had eight activations. That's a full eight hundred. When we got it, I chose something that was close to my deployment. Uh, or my 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 uh, very close to me. That sort of thing. So it was easy to get to and access. So at least I'd be a speed one. And I used a, a line of sight blocker to hide Padme and Yoda. Ollie, you take it away next. What are you doing? Uh, sorry, bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was just a case of I just bubbled up in the middle um, with the snores ready to back up the HRUs um, and with Vader relatively tucked away um, and then the bikes just hidden a little bit further back because obviously they're the, uh, they're the performance pieces that can sort of shift around the table. So my first observation was that I was like, oh, Yoda seems, not Yoda, Vader seems a little bit uh, in the open. Let's see, if I wonder if we've got some range. And I, it looked, turned out that if I'd moved forward a little, moved forward to a, speed, a certain speed, um, I would get a shot on Vader. And it turns out I did. And I was able to put some early wounds into him quite a lot. Uh, well, I think, what did I put in? Like three three or four within two turns? Something like that? Because you healed him quite quick. 
Yeah, yeah it was four. I think it was four within two turns. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, and then I was like, oh, that's quite good. And it pushed him back because I was slightly scared that he'd come in and do Vader shenanigans. So that was fine. As time went on, I managed. To, I pushed my units around the line of sight blocker in range of seeing people for exemplar and also token shame for Yoda and all those sorts of stuff. Simultaneously, Ollie pushes his bikes around the flank and across from my left hand side um, at me, and his bikes do damage. His bikes are taking things down, and he well, you do you you damage the art the art Echo Arc Squad quite significantly. Yeah, I got I, by the end of turn two, I had Echo on one wound. Yeah, and then and then proceeded to shoot him for the remainder of the game. <laughs> and he didn't die. He proceeded yeah. to shoot him down. My Right, so uh, so you pulled the so I'll push the bike and then I'll give you my take after you push the bikes round. I was then returning fire with the bikes, but a very but big dice balls because I'm doing fire support. So I'm basically just like one bike's going, one bike's going, one bike's going, and eventually the squads go. Yeah, I think eventually you only had one bike left uh, in turn six. Is that right? One bike, not one mm-hmm. unit, but one bike. Yeah. One side. In my my brain was going. Once I dealt with the threat of the bikes, I was then I was then basically like, right, I'll focus fire on individual squads that I can shoot, i.e. the trooper units, i.e. the snows that were coming at me, and or a H or the HRUs that were possibly in range. I was going to try and pick ones off depending on what was there. Uh, Ollie, now you've gone. What you got? When's this? Uh, just at well, middle of the game. There's no specific turn. Once the the bikes had sort of gone vroom, and buggered off, and I dealt with their threat, I was just now like focusing on the. Troopers. I think that was turn four. Yeah, I think it was just like at no point did you shoot me out of heavy cover. Um, but um, and again, other, like, other were, than like, with the dark with the arcs, obviously. Well, yeah, that, that's that's what I mean. So even the arcs were on heavy down to light when shooting, um, and it was just, I think uh, you were making all the right decisions. I just wasn't making any saves. You know, excuses. No, no, I've already said Cockles hats off, well done for the win, and he was making all the right decisions. That doesn't sound like an excuse. Um, but it just it alters how you can try and throw back. Because um, again, as soon as you as soon as you damage the HR user, you remove a heavy weapon. Um, obviously, they lose a bit of their teeth. Same as if you take a bike out of a unit. Um, <coughs> but it's just um, it was just trying to gauge how I then push. The 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 game came down to. You with two dice having to get two crits through onto a bike, um, and that's and that and that and that wins you the game. Um, and then sort of with two aims uh, with echo, echo, ugh. <laughs> two two, aim, two aims with echo. He get he gets the two crits through the bike dies, and then he's able to jump onto the central objective with uh, with the order killing the squad that's in there. Um, and then Vader's already out. I think I did the I did the object. I think I did. He, regardless of if the bike survives touching that piece of terrain, because Yoda was able to go move and then charge into that squad that was on the your squad of four man there, and Yoda killed them with Pierce two with his lightsaber in the end. So I think I would have done it on points, even if it was uh, as in well on points, even if it wasn't victory points. If that makes sense. Mm, I think it. Because that, cause that it changes where I go for the standby um, and what I do with that. Yes. So, Cause yeah. Because at that you, point... That, that choice, when you did that, I was like, what am I fucking missing? And I was my brain was just like, what, it, what, uh, what, what? At, at that point, uh, Vader double moves and force pushes Yoda away. Um, Yoda then can't reach to touch the objective. Um, and he can't... So you, you, you'll be able to get and you'll be, you'll be able to force push... 
the infantry off, but that would have just left a bike in the middle. Um, no, we did, yeah. Because yeah, that, that's what I was measuring up for, because if, if you don't kill that bike, Vader burst of speed, double double moves, and then force pushes you away, that means that you can't double move, engage the troopers that are on the central objective. Could I have um, engaged so the you... bike? I think no. I probably could have made Oh, really? Do I have got... Yeah, because yeah, the bike was around the back, same as the troopers. Ah, Because um, that's why I spent ages doing like the measuring in the middle. Um, it was actually, if, if Echo needed to get that double crit through on the bike, um, and then pierce that pierce that wound through, um, and then yeah, that's uh, that's that, that's game at that point. Yes, so that was my so my take my opinion. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but well, if you do, you tell me if you think it's a, 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 a incorrect. Is that uh, I thought you pushed the bikes up. Um, I wouldn't say too soon, but I think you pushed the bikes up, which presented me with a target for for my big dice pulls. And when they, because I was in my head, I was like, I know what he plays cagey with bikes, but he didn't in this case. And in my head, I was like, that works into my head, that plays into my favor because I've got big dice balls. I'll take in the attrition battle between bikes and clones with all my stuff. I probably, my brain was going, I think I probably win that one. So when he pushed them forward, yeah, I'm going to take casualties, but I've got stuff that mitigates it, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, the aim was to, the aim was to kill Echo and then divert the bikes away. Because yep. I can do I can do that in an activation, but just Echo not going down at all um, just means that I have to keep pushing for it, um, and then obviously it doesn't go down. Um, it surprised me you didn't try, try and shoot Padme or Yoda at all, at all. At they're, all. they're pointless pieces. They're not they're not throwing enough dice to to worry me. I'm not I'm not going to kill Yoda. Um, not with all of the defensive tech that you've that that he has on two of the turns with luminous beings. Um, you know, and you know, with uh, with palp saves on him, like I would have to be moving my bikes a lot further forward, not shooting your units that are throwing the larger dice pools, and then the bikes just getting obliterated, and that'll just leave Yoda on a couple of wounds. And then, you know, if you're sensible with Yoda, all you're going to do is just leave him until the last turn, and then just jump him in and force push things off. Yeah. So I, I I have to I have to take the teeth out of your units. Um, again, and that's why I was trying to focus on killing Echo. I mean, I, I I shout it from the hilltops to people. Once you've started shooting a unit, kill it. Like kill it if it can still do anything to you. If it's just a clone unit leader that can throw one black dice, I don't care. You know, Vader Vader can clean that up at the end. That 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 doesn't bother me. But if it's an Echo um, or anybody that's just got a decent amount of firepower to them, I'd say the same for I guess Haskin Gideon or Gideon Haskin. Um, What's his name? Del Mico. Del Mico. They're not leaders, are they? If I remember correctly, they're upgrades to the unit. I think. I don't think either Gide of them have got the, the leader. Gideon's words. Gideon's a leader. Does he? Yeah, Gideon is, uh, but Del Mico's not, because both of them go in the same squad, so you can only have one of them as a leader. Otherwise, they'd break the rules. Okay. They go, when they're in Inferno squad, Gideon's the leader model. Ah, uh, fair enough. No, that that makes sense. But you know, if it's a Gideon Hask, you try and finish that unit off. Um, but you know, especially especially on Echo, and especially with being able to sit him back at the back at range five, um, you know, I've I have to kind of just jump jump at the opportunity to kill him, even if I lose a couple of bikes, um, because uh, as soon as he dies, the bikes pivot and just go, and they'll return for the for the very very end of the game. But unfortunately, the dice didn't go that way, and that's uh, and that's and that's RNGs. Jesus. That is the RNGs, because where on this game my dice performed above average, significantly above average, actually, is a fair statement. 
um, they were not performing in game three and 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 in end of the game, but in against Tom. So dice variants over the whole day, perfect dice variants uh, in individual games sucked for it, one for you. It, that's what I mean. It honestly, it it happens. You you get annoyed about it on the day. You go home and you realise you've probably been a bit of uh, an ass, uh, and then you and then you move on. Uh, and and you know it's fine. Like we're all mates. Every now and again, everyone's gonna have a bad game. Um, where they always end up a little bit moodier than they than they should have been, than they should have been. Nah, um, that's good. And that's and that's and that's Legion. The fact that there's a frozen song come out of it has made my day. So <laughs> it was. I was. Uh, so that came out in my car today. So in my van. Sorry, my work van. So small side story on this one. Having a two-year-old uh, at home, and then you play music when you're at home, and it's just like uh, it's like okay, you play. Uh, go Alexa, do this, and it does it thing. Hopefully she just didn't then. There we go. Anyway. Uh, oh, Ollie's disappeared. There we go. Um, there you go. Oh, you're no. back. That was good. <laughs> anyway, the music gets played. She listens to it. It makes her happy, all this sorts of stuff. And then because it's my Spotify account uh, and I just have a random playlist that regenerates every day, um, I'll just be driving down like the A12 or whatever, the M11 and things like that. And I'll be like, all of a sudden it'll be like, uh, I'll be listening to like Led Zeppelin. Hello, Karis. It'll be... Led Zeppelin, like, ah, ah, all that sort of thing, immigrant song. And then immediately follow up, be like, I see what's happening here. And it's Moana, and it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson singing You're Welcome. And I'm like, right, there's my street cred in my van going right out the window, if I had any. Um, but yeah, so that so today, that came on, and I was like, oh, that wouldn't that be funny if I rewrote the words for Ollie and just made it his song? Um, but yeah, and I'll keep that in mind for next time. Um yeah, but it was fun. All a, good, all a good day. I broke. I said to Andy, you surprised this, but I said to Ollie afterwards, I think that did, even though I won, I'm not fine, whatever. I think that psychologically does a lot for me because when you come up against someone who has the reputation, who has a, who's a big game player, tier one player, that sort of thing, sometimes in your head, if you're not a tier one player, which I know, which I've said I'm not, you can be in your head and be like, crap, this is going to be a hard day. This is going to be hard. And you will second guess yourself at everything but for whatever reason uh in this game against ollie i i think it was more the case i remembered the game before when we had funny enough key positions on major offensive and a different on a, on a different map when he played element and i just remembered the lessons from that I was like right okay i'm just not going to do that and i just played with more confidence ignoring the reputation that was opposite me if that makes sense yeah i think that's um saying that's very important it doesn't matter if the person across the table from you is a podcaster or you know they're the creator of the game they're the world champion or anything like that they're still prone to make mistakes um i mean they're less likely to you would expect that but they're still just another player so as long as you kind of just don't get like starstruck for it um, and just carry on playing like you would play anyone else that you've played a hundred times or someone that you've never met before, but you don't know any reputation about them. I think that's a, a really important um, like mental thing to do for sure. Um, it's, it's like footballers, like part of the uh, like they don't go into a game assuming they've already lost. They're playing against Man U. They don't, they won't think that. Like they're they're in it from the get go. Shouldn't have put it I out mean, there. Playing Man U. Not these days. Yeah. Say, playing Man, <laughs> Man United this year is not exactly a problem. I mean, all right, let's uh, 
No, I'm not going to say it. No, I won't say that team. Um, City? It'd be like, no, I was going to say your team. No, you can't say mine either, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you you can't go into a game um, expecting bad things because then uh, you are... What's the term for it? Um, You're beating yourself up in your own head. You're doing that as well, but it's also um, you're the... Defeatist. um, You're the predictor of your own future. Like, if that... no, I'm trying to say that like you're already I, predicting your own future. Like, I kind of you yeah, already premonition. You're making a premonition. That sort of thing. Is that that's I mean? it? Yeah, yeah. Foreboding. Yes. Deep sense of foreboding. Exactly. So, no, I think if you're playing against Ollie, doesn't matter. He's still a knobhead, and um, <laughs> he's you're still going to make mistakes. And if you can capitalize on them mistakes, fantastic. You know what? It's weird. He's uh, he's ringing me now. Hold on, this is gonna be weird. I'm just gonna. Hello, Ollie. Why are you ringing me? You're on the podcast right now. I'm not. Well, this is weird, but you're well. T- t- <laughs> but Niall, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Do you want to? Why don't you leave the room and then rejoin and see what happens? I can't. Can I? I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I, d- I, d- I don't know what's happened. Was your connection dropped or something? No, my is connection's me- there. The time is still ticking off, but yours and Andy's screens are black. Huh. Oh. Oh, technical. Uh... Leave in case. Hang on a second. Oh, Ollie's having technical things. We actually were still. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna keep this in the podcast because it's entertaining. Uh, in the meantime, but basically, I was just summing up uh, and just saying how, like I said after the game when I played you, psychologically it did the world for me because it means I know I can actually. I, I don't have to be in my own head when I see like you or Dave or Andy or whatever. Even though I probably still will be a little bit, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? Tell you what, if you're having technical issues, is there anything you'd like to sum up with, and then we could, and then me and Andy will finish off the show because we're nearly done. To be fair. Yeah, like I said, it was a, it was a, it was a well-deserved win. Thank you. I'm uh, excited for a rematch. Yes, it will be good. Uh, so it's good, and uh, and and uh, maybe having a bark in a clone list is good. No, nope, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder why you do that. <laughs> and yes, we can see your messages. So how very strange. Oh. How very strange. Well, we're going to wrap the show up in a bit anyway, so we'll just talk events and stuff like that, but uh, you can carry on for eating your dinner if you like. Yeah. Cool. Say bye-bye to the people. See you later, people. <laughs> How strange. Technical worlds. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, we're out. To be fair, we are Who wrapping cares? up the show soon anyway. Because uh, we <laughs> we're, we're all with Dungeon Oceans and things, so we we're just going to wrap up and just say a couple of, 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 of events. But uh, to finish off the, the TCR event, I had a great day. Great to see some people. Uh, got to play uh, some awesome people. I'd never played Tom, so that was fun. Uh, I Obviously, I had played Ollie. I had played Tom Zorowski. Uh, it was fun to play him again. Um, he reminded me when we did play, and he said, oh, I had you had the tank, and I had the bus, and I put the bus in front of the tank, and I forgot the tank could just shoot the bus. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and congratulations to Harrison Berkey, who got himself a uh, world's invite. I hope that he gets to go. Um, obviously, money, life, all this sorts of stuff. But he certainly seemed pretty buzzed and he was, he was going and stuff. And I really, really liked that he was running a Republic list that did not have a Force user. So, one to try, people. One to try. Uh, to wrap up, uh, we have a couple of events going down. I'm just going to bring them up because I had someone send me a specific one. So, Johnny Lighthead in Scotland... Uh, said on January the 6th Mox in the Hole Store Championships still waiting for the official link on Facebook so bear with, uh, that is in Edinburgh so if if you are 
northern based or well it doesn't matter where you're based you can go wherever you like if uh, but if it's easy for you to get to in scotland and or the north um head off to edinburgh on the 6th of january where there is the mocks and the whole store championships uh bear with on the official link etc etc um andy have you got an event to plug or two yeah, so uh, this Saturday, the uh, what is it, the twenty something, twenty fifth of November, um, the we've got uh, our last Milton Keynes tournament of the year. I don't run one in December. I take a month off for myself because I'm selfish. How dare you? Exactly. Um, so we've still got four spaces, I believe, left at the, this point of recording. Um, so if you've got nothing to do this weekend, uh, come on down, have three great games and uh, chances to win some nice prizes. And it doesn't matter where you finish, first, last, you always go home with promos from my events. Um, more importantly, you've got the Milton Keynes Grand Tournament for 2024. Tickets are on sale now um, and uh, we'll be announcing some sponsors hopefully soon. We're just waiting for uh, them to come back to us. Um, at the moment, um, the Strike Me Down diorama, uh, we have one of them as a giveaway. Um, so someone, someone lucky will be going away with that guaranteed. Andy, just FYI, I'm pretty sure we can sponsor the MKGT again. We will be, I know. <laughs> just, just, just an FYI, I thought, just to let you know, as, as 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 someone with some form of influence, I thought I'd just let you know. Yeah, no, I mean, um, based on last year, like it's pretty much going to be the same returning uh, sponsors. Uh, I'll be surprised if a lot of them don't return, um, and it will obviously be reaching out for a few new ones to fill in the gaps of people. Um, who won't be returning for whatever reason um but it, the same prize pool is going to be amazing um be it official or not obviously i can't confirm or deny that it will be a world open qualifier till it's all out in public um uh, but if we don't for whatever reason then we'll still be doing loads of prizes exactly like we did last year where everyone will be going home with plenty of stuff no matter where you finish in any of the 96 spaces to continue the largest uk tournament so speaking on behalf of johnny public 96 mm. any chance of uh you know a little bit of a, a up and a few more maybe who knows up up not this year. Um, and by the way, I down. wasn't. By the way, I wasn't speaking to your notion. Then I was just sort of like, you know, <laughs> come on, up, up, up. Yeah. No. Um, basically, we can cram more of you into that room, um, but um, for comfortability, uh, me and the the wife have decided that um, it's not the the best thing to do um, for us. Like, when you say comfortability, do you mean for the sake of everyone's nose? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is, we got lucky this year. It wasn't as hot as it was last year. Oh, God, no. Um, but it's like, yeah, I can cram it in and I can obviously make more ticket sales, yada, yada, yada. But you're going to be crammed in like sardines, like at a convention center. And one of the things that a lot of people have said in the last two years is they like the fact that you haven't got to run around six tables to get to do to play disarray. Um, you, you're in pairs. So the furthest you've got to walk around is one other table to get to your disarray deployment zone and if you're on the end like you're always on the end it depends on which way you walk around yep. um so keeping that like comfort zone and space in so everyone's got plenty of space so if everyone's sat down you still got room for me to walk through keeping all of that joyous stuff um we don't want to expand it past 96 um obviously we sold out last year we do expect to sell out this year um so do buy them tickets early 
Um, we're already, I think we're at 20 tickets sold already. And um, yeah. <laughs> so I assume there'd be a few regulars going, such as Alfie's, uh, hang on, Alfie's granddad's, oh, I had it all lined up. Alfie's granddad's, uh, Alfie's granddad's son going. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, to be honest, a lot of the regulars, I, but funny enough, um, out of the tickets that have been sold, I think a lot a lot of them we've not even recognised the names. Awesome. Love so that. That's, Big fan of that. Yeah, no, I love that as well. Like the tickets have gone on sale uh it was the beginning of this month and there's obviously some regulars, Nav's in there and uh, the grants are in there. Um but then there's quite a lot of people I'm like, huh, I've I don't even know them. Like it's not like, oh it's they didn't come last year or anything like that. It's I, I don't even know where they are on the tournament scene. I might have seen their name on Facebook or something, but I still don't know them as a person, which yeah. I look forward to meeting them yeah. and talk, talking and getting to play Legion. Well, not I don't get to play, but watch them play Legion. Let's uh, let's hope we get a nice international community going on. So that'd be quite cool. I know for a fact that since uh, Rene was on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, that there is a at least, I think, five going to Denmark, which is cool. Yeah. I think five was the number, I think. Uh, oh, uh, Brit's going over there. I think we're at six now. Oh, yeah, there you go. The minute I say, So when I said at least five, I was still correct. So that's all good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, other events, there's one at Alpha going on in December, but I think next episode we'll do a bit more of a deep dive onto future events going into the new year because it's going to be interesting in terms of, well, you've got the major, sort of the, the first quarter major events coming up, uh, like LVO, Worlds, Worlds Team, Worlds Full Stop, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yes. Time for one quick question for you, Andy. Go for it. Let's pick one. So, uh, how? So this is this this isn't from the tournament. This is actually a question from someone someone asked in the, our Discord. Uh, so again, Patreon members access to Discord. Uh, Stu, we'll send you a link later on. Um, first, the question is: How do you deal when you're being slow played? I'm not a fast player. My opponents will attest to that. But even I got a little frustrated at a recent tournament. So, um, how do you deal with that, then, Andy? it's a really hard one um from a lot of ways even from a player's point of view and um a to's point of view and first for a social point of view as well because it's you've got no well no because i think um when you play a game of legion um and probably the best place to start you are you've got a social contract there in place that um you are going to play six turns. This game is balanced and built around playing six turns. So there is a social contract that you are agreeing to by playing in a tournament to play six turns to the best of your ability. Um, and I, I've had a lot of people who are new players and they're like, oh, it takes me like four hours to play a game. How can I play six turns in two and a half hours? Well, when you Experience. cut out your... No, uh, I, I just like I think that does help with your abilities and, and how to play. But when you're playing other people, they tend to be like newer. You'll have how's the family or oh, this, that and the other. And you'll be rules querying and you'll be checking this, like all of these things. Um, so when you're a new player and you're slow, the, the advice I will give is learn your stuff. Just if you can play the game without looking at your cards or look at your cards minimally. So just for what the keywords are, you go, oh, I know my attack dice are black for rebel troopers and my heavy weapon fires two red. You know, like if you can know that little things, that adds up over a game um, in like speed and performance. If you like, oh, what does jujitsu, um, like uh, yeah, jujitsu mastery for, or uh, ju- ju- mastery. Juyo. 
Yeah. Like, what does that I'd one do I'd again? I'd love to see Jujitsu Mastery on that <laughs> one. It's quite funny. But if you like, oh, what does that do? You look at your card, read it. That's cool. Like, that's not the issue. Um, but when it comes to your opponent taking time to um, pick his command card, you can kind of pl- place yours there and be like, give it 30 seconds a minute i think is acceptable especially if it's you know you're in the middle of a massive melee force tie-up and you you can see there's probably potentially some options um and just like oh yeah um i'm ready when you are it's it's kind of like a polite way of not going come on guy like you spent like two a a minute thinking about this like that's a a little polite thing just to remind them because they might have gone oh sorry i thought um you weren't ready they might not realize you've put your command card down because they're so like encapsulated in their thinking process, so little joggers like that can help in the command phase. Um, and then I think uh, try and not leave it. And I think this is a bit of a mistake. A lot of people tend to look at the clock to see how much time they've got left when you get to an end of a round because it's a natural stopping point. You kind of go right uh, end of round one. We've still got two hours. Okay, that means we spent thirty minutes on deployment in round one totally acceptable game speeds up towards turns five and six if you look at if you if you wait until that point and it's an hour and a half in you know you're like oh damn we spent an hour and a half on deployment in turn one we really need to pick up the pace what you want to be doing is every couple of your activations just have a quick look at the clock it keeps you mentally aware and then you can also keep that track go oh yeah um we've spent 30 30 minutes on this turn like and we've still got like six activations each i think we need to pick up the pace never identify it as um you need to pick up the pace i think that's a really important thing when you're trying to encourage speed um just encourage we 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 like because we want to get to the end of turn six like we need to uh speed up our like gameplay and most people will go oh yeah sorry man like and they'll catch up and they're they're kind of get back into the think of it um the other thing you can do is obviously um i saw this discussion on the uh, to's uh, discord drop a facebook message or a discord message or a text to the to um and just say hey look i think it's slow playing like just a quick sentence so like your texting is real quick so you don't look like you're being distracted um but it's a polite way to get the judge's attention without drawing it to the opponent without making them feel bad if you're that nervous or conscious about it um a to can come over obviously watch and you can time and just stand in there you, i'll come over um and i do it when i'm to and i'll be like hi hi guys like you're only on turn two you you're two hours in you guys really need to pick up the pace here or accept you're only going to get to turn four and it, it's having them little things uh just coming over i did it at the final with uh london with dennis versus chris um Dennis was sat there and he was, it was a really crucial point of his time. So I gave him plenty of time. I gave him um, a couple of minutes and then I was like, oh, um, Dennis, you've taken a couple of minutes so far. I know it's a really crucial point in the game because I watched the whole game pretty much. Um, like, I know it's a crucial point in the game, but just bear in mind there's still only 40 minutes left on the clock or something. So I just gave him like a, a gentle nudge and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And he, he knew it as well. He was aware of it. And that's it. Most players will know and be aware of the time constraint they're not deliberately slow playing i hope and that's like i give most people benefit of the doubt 
Um, and then I, I judged at five minutes. I said, Dennis, you have taken five minutes to pick a card. Like, just bear in mind you are eating into the time. They finish within all six turns within the time limit, but just helping people along um, definitely helps, I think, get rid of that slow play-esque. Um, I don't think any of it is usually deliberate. I was going to raise a small, small... This is a tiny thing. It's just something to, to consider that um, diff- in a... In a world we live in, and it's only because I've been doing talks about it at work, funny enough, just be there is a neuro, there can be a neurodiversity issue that some people may not pick up on, but sometimes you just need to have to use your, just use your instinct to maybe think about that one. That's, you can't go around going, asking questions about some of the stuff, but some people might take a little while longer to process things in their head. But if you're playing nav, yeah, tell him <laughs> slow playing. Like <laughs> I was, no, but um, obviously, but obviously, each there are each game in its own merits, and it's very rare you're going to come up against that. But just to be aware, sometimes that might be a case, especially also if you're playing, if you're an experienced player, just, and you're playing someone who is uh, younger, uh, getting into the game, uh, like a, a, a minor, I should say, because sometimes they don't know what's going on. They think it's hard for them to think. Not all the time, just sometimes. Or again, newer players who just overthink and can't decide. It's just be aware of that. That if, because if you're the experienced player and you're playing the newer player who is unintentionally slow playing, but you know that you've got this in the bag, it's probably not a big deal to be honest. And it's, it's annoying because you won't finish the whole game, but you've you'll get the win in the in the, if you, if it's a tournament style that sort of thing. Uh, and that's what we'll do for questions today. We'll just take that one question, um, and that's the end of the show because today's will be nice and short and sweet because. Well, it was a happy weekend, wasn't it? Let it go. Um, thank you very much for listening today. If Andy, if people want to contact you, where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook under Andrew Terrell um, or on the Discord under AJST with the That's No Moon and uh, Fifth Trooper tags attached to it. Um, but feel free to drop us any questions or queries regarding events or GTO questions uh, and things like that. Uh, my name, building. Yeah, that's true. And my name is Cockles. And if you want to contact me, Cockles Faulkner on Discord, Cockles Faulkner on Facebook, Cockles Faulkner on Twitter, uh, all that stuff, uh, you can contact us via our email, which uh, exists, which is. Uh, oh, I can't. If I go on it now, I'll lose the pod. So it's. Uh, I think it's that's pod at gmail.com. There you go. So you can contact us via email. Various people do. Uh, if you are uh, uh, impressed with our sound editing and and stuff where we've managed to insert lots of songs uh please support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash that's like moon um it helps us put out loads of content in terms of the podcast and videos as well uh talking of videos if you want to take part and play against one of us in a battle rep that we're able to record we would be open to doing such things and you can say hey i want to play and we'll see make a date and arrangements and see if we can get a battle report involving yourself on uh, as well and we're looking forward to when Andy and Ollie put their little how I make a list of videos out at some point as well because um, we've done mine we've done Tom's and hopefully they'll be soon but it shouldn't take too long uh, yeah that's the show uh, Ollie would say thank you for listening uh, he's CBT3 on Discord uh, he'd also say snores in, the, in that, that way as well uh, but he's not here because he's technical issues even though I can see him I think it's weird I just hope Andy, wouldn't it be weird if they'd have forgotten that the camera was on and then, yeah, we had... Don't, inc- don't, don't. Well, don't. you know, the incident that happened a few like a few shows ago. We're not having a nipple slip. Well, you can never tell these days. As long as it's not Ollie's nipple, I think we're fine. 
Um, cool. Thank you very much for listening. Um, there is hope for you if you want to beat Blizzard Force, because if I can do it, you can do it as well. And on that note, have a wonderful couple of weeks. We'll be with you next time. All the best. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. I'm never going back. The past is